Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we have our fearless beer review. We talk about our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the week. And then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, neither, is Jeff. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, we have a phone number. If you want to you know, call us, leave us a voicemail, text us. The phone number is 503-893-5307. <sighs> I'm out of breath. Uh, Jeff, let's just, uh, just let's get right into the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Sure. Go. Well, I had, I had something else, but I had to change it because I realized it's from the same brewery that I had like two weeks ago, and it was that beer was nasty. So I didn't want to <laughs> waste another beer if it's just going to taste the same. So... I did a last-minute audible, and now I have an Oktoberfest from uh, from Four Peaks, okay. which is okay. which is like the local, which what well, it used to be like the local craft place to go, um, but they got bought out by Anheuser Busch, so they're big beer now. But what a people shame. people love this stuff, man. People love 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 Four Peaks out here, and I think it's because it, they were craft for a long time, and they were one of the only craft breweries out here, so. That's where everybody went to get their their craft beers, and then you know other breweries started popping up, Rin House and things like that. But people still drink drink uh, Four Peaks and Kilt Lifters is, is it's oh, like that's their a big one. yeah it's fucking gross. But dude, people yeah. people eat it up, people love it. People well, we used to like it. it too when we when we first started drinking beer. We drink that. Kilt a lot. Lifter? I remember drinking it a lot. Yeah, I remember drinking it a lot. Maybe you're not thinking what it's the same thing. What it is? I I am. I know. I know what exactly. Uh, what it is. I don't think you are. I do. But I've, we used to drink it a lot. Not in California. Yes, we did. Jeff. No, we, we did, did not. I know we did. Nah. I know we did. There's no we way did. they 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 distro to California at that time. Yes, they did. Nah, I, I know it. I mean, I'm sure the they red, did. The red ale. The red ale, right? But they. It's nah. You, I'm. You're probably thinking of something else. I'm not. I know for a fact I mean, we used to drink it. I'm. I would bet like a lot of money you are incorrect. Well, you'd be you'd be losing that bet. That's no, because no, they 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 didn't have mass I'm, distribution back then before they were. It was only out. one nah. state over. It was only nah. one state over. Yeah, but that's that's a big difference between Arizona and California. We're not talking like Oklahoma or fucking Wyoming. Like, these are big difference in states. Huge oh, difference. No, for oh, sure. We did, you are you are incorrect on that one. <laughs> okay. Yep, I'm right though. I have that. No, you're. I, I I'm telling you, you're wrong. <laughs> Let's I'm keep telling, arguing. I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Saying the same thing over and over. Well, like, again. what makes more sense that you are wrong, or that a small brewery well, in Arizona distributed to California to the bars that we went to, which weren't like craft beer bars because there really weren't then back then, and then. They just so happen to have nothing but big beer, big beer, big beer, and then kilt lifter, and then big beer, big beer, big beer. Well, I know, I know for a <laughs> like, fact. Come they, on, they Tyler. did. Dis- you, come on, use your brain. They did. They did distro over here because we used to drink it. So no, dude, where, where would we have drinking it though? Where would we have I, gone? I think we heroes think we is the only place at, we would get it at either heroes or Stubricks or yeah, or we would get it from Bedmo and stuff. I remember we used to. No, buy okay, now I know. No, you you have no idea what you're talking about. I know you're lying through your teeth. I never lie. Your memory's fading, dude. Like it's. I never it's, lie. It's bad. Like you're you're, you're getting old. You're getting old. <laughs> I am. I am. But my memory is still here. My memory mm-hmm. is still here. It was there. Well, anyway. Yeah. So that, that's what you got. You got the what is it called again? Uh, it's 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 the it's the Oktoberfest. Right? Yes. Yeah. Have you had yeah. it before? Have I had theirs? I don't think so. Oktoberfest is is tough. They're not that, that kind of beer isn't. Very hit or miss. I mean, it's just a Martin, and I think this one's actually like a Vienna Lager specifically. But it's okay. like Oktoberfest is is like a mindset, and and come the fall era, you get into the mindset, and it's it's fine. I have like maybe two Oktoberfests a year, and I'm good for the for the year. 
That's all you need. <laughs> but I would never, I would never go a year without drinking one because I, I just feel like I have to drink at least one or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a mindset. Yeah, <sighs> I usually probably have one or two as well. But it says uh, on the bottom, it says tasty, toasty, and prosty, like prose. Oh my god, That's so dumb. <laughs> of course you would like it. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So I got I got something from a local brewery, Stone Brewery, San Diego. Kind of local. Um, this is also, this is a craft brewery. Right, Jeff? Stone? Yeah, Stone. It's a craft brewery. Yeah. It's, they were never bought out. Uh, crazy, crazily enough, they crazy. distribute nationwide. Stone? So, yeah. Well, they're one of the biggest fucking breweries in the United States. Well, what are you talking just about? Saying, just saying. <laughs> like, hello. Just saying. <laughs> they are a craft brewery and they do distrib- dis- distribute. Damn it. Can't even say God anymore. God. Uh, I said Gid. Um, yeah, so they, 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 uh, they send the beer all over the U.S. That is true. I don't know why, I don't know why uh, Four Peaks wouldn't do that. I, I they do do that. that. We well, just. Didn't go to craft beer bars except Jeff, we for... we used to fucking drink it. I know we did. No, I'm, you're 100% wrong. I know I you're know wrong. I know I'm 100% right. Nah, you're probably thinking of like maybe like a Tilted Kilt type of beer and it said like Tilted Kilt on it. You're probably just getting them confused. <laughs> or maybe not. you're even thinking like the Killian's Irish Red is is the Kilt No, it's, I know it's not Killian's. No, I know but it's not you're, Killian's. But you're wrong. I'm absolutely right. I know I am. Hmm. I mean, okay. All right. So, yeah, I got this. Uh, it's it's what I got from Stone Brewery is called Imperial Star Fokker uh, Hazy IPA. It's double hazy. So um, cross cross my fingers this is going to be good. Uh, it's 9% ABV and uh, 75 IBU. So that's what you got there. Pours out kind of dark for a hazy or maybe it's just dark in my room. I think it's just dark in my room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let's see how it smells. Smells good. Yeah. Smells good. I don't know. So uh, I, I do like the name now. That's kind of why I picked it up too. Imperial Starfucker. I like that. Mine smells gross. <laughs> <laughs> does not smell good. All right. It does not smell good. But yeah, let's get this. Prosty. Okay, here we go. Oh man. So what do you think of your uh, your Octobi? Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not bad. It's it's just this this will this will satisfy my my Oktoberfest probably until twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, it's it's fine. It's it's a big beer Oktoberfest, so it's it's thin, it's watery. There's not a lot of robust flavors. A little roastiness, but other than that, meh. But the the robustness is what kind of kills the Oktoberfest for me. I don't like that. What's the point? I mean, just fucking, I don't know, have a Coors Light or something. Wow me, baby. It might be gross, That's but that's fine. I'd rather you be ambitious and fail than, than be mediocre and succeed. All right. So we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. Uh, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. Uh, so, yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you give your, um, your beer, your Octobi? Uh, well, we did buy a six pack, so there are four more. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I will drink another one of these. Probably, I'll, I'll probably drink one more of these. So for that, I would give it like a two. But okay. if we, if there was only one in the fridge, then I mean, I would just, I would rate this a one because I'm not going to buy another one. Yeah, makes sense. That I makes wouldn't sense. order this at a bar. I've, I've already, I've tried this now, and I'm good for a while. So. Okay. Either a one or a two, depending if if there's any more in the fridge. All right, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. uh, what's the ABV on that one? Like five? Yeah, like five. I just got right off the page, but yeah. I just can't look at the beer. Six percent, baby. That's strong. Seems that's strong a strong for a, one for an October. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my uh, my Imperial Starfucker. This one. Uh, Basing it off of our world famous uh, rating system, I'm gonna have to give this a 1.5. This is not this is not very good. It's it's strong. You could definitely taste the you know the alcohol. It doesn't taste fruity or citrusy like a hazy should. And I just don't know what the point of it is. I I don't <laughs> just just bill it as an IPA just because the color is similar to a hazy. I think that's the only relation. Otherwise, yeah, this is it's not that good. It's a 1.5 for me. This is. Ugh. 
would never I would never go back to it, but I guess it's good to try. Cool label though too. But uh on Beer Advocate our boy Raul did not review my beer. So I thought he would for sure considering they're so local, but is it like a newer stone? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I I've never seen it before, so I guess I I, I assume it's new. Mm. Just cuz I've never seen it before, but I don't know. It's not very good. So I mean, if it, yeah, if it's, if it's new press, maybe he hasn't seen it yet. He'll get really? there. It's been a while since we've seen a, we've seen a review from him. So, um, he didn't leave one for years, right? No, no. Okay. All right. So that's all I got for the beer. Is that all you got? That's that's uh, that's it. That's the way she goes. <laughs> that's okay. The way she goes. Uh, so then what do you, so let's get into the vinyl stuff. So what we picked up or what we've listened to in our backlog. And then that leads into our songs of the week. So what do you got? Go. Uh, okay. Um, I got some good stuffs. It's been a good week. Okay. Been, been a good week, baby boy and boy Dukes. <laughs> yes. Um, I got one that was like a, a comp, which I didn't realize it was a comp, but that's right. It has most of the songs from their first three albums. Mm-hmm. And considering I haven't seen any of the three for a reasonable price, because Grace has their first two albums. He has they have their self title for forty five, and they have or no their third one Migration for thirty, and that's not that's not like outrageous. It's still in the shrink. It's in really good condition. And Discogs your cheapest is like twenty five bucks. Okay. So that's yeah, not that's unreasonable, like, but it's still too much. I want I don't want to spend that much. Seventy five dollars on two records right there. But we're, yeah, and we're also so used to seeing Ted Nugent stuff. Between five and ten dollars, dude. Five fucking <laughs> so dollar bins. That, yeah. A lot of Ted Nugent's like solo stuff is dollar bin stuff. I didn't realize until this week how much Ted Nugent I have. I have I have like probably seven or eight of his records, including three. Amb- no, I I have five Ted Nugent solo stuff, and then I have three Amboy Dukes records. Dude, I, I, it's crazy. I had no idea that much. I had I a lot. A of them. I had a lot at some point too, and I got rid of half of them, and I still have four just Nugent records, and I got rid of like four <laughs> or five. The <laughs> problem is like they don't, they're not worth anything. But now that I'm doing like the eBay thing, I should have bundled them and sold them on eBay because I probably could have got like fifteen, twenty bucks for them. Yeah, probably. Which is a steal because they're over here. They're like literally, dude. Like Nichols has those for dollars. Like those are dollar <laughs> bin records. Well, also Nichols, you know, everything is priced low there. Yeah. Like, he's ripping his, himself off, honestly. Like yeah, I don't know how he makes fucking money. He has the same mindset as, like, I do, where it's it's quantity over quality. And yeah. some some other places, like 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 uh, Uncle Aldo's Attic, it's quality over quantity, where if you sell one record for $100, as opposed to selling 100 records for a dollar. And because Nichols has a bigger store and just a lot more volume, he can sell 100 records for a dollar, and he still yeah. stays in business. So... I mean, there's two kind of schools of thought. I'm always for like the quality, no quantity over the quality, and that's why I, I, at the record shows I make money is because I'm just fucking getting rid of my stuff. I know what my bottom line is, I know what my profit margins need to be, and I just sell. I sell, 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 and everyone's like, "Why did you sell that Sabbath for twenty dollars? You could have got 40 I'm like, "Okay, well, you're selling your Sabbath for forty. Has anybody bought it? Yeah, is, know, it right? is it just <laughs> sitting there? Like, no, you've had it for the past three record shows, and no one's bought it yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So relax, back up. Quantity over quality sometimes. Are you selling a lot at the next one? No, not really. I have a box of shared stuff that I, I bought. I went in with somebody else that I'm going to sell that stuff. And then Sloan has a bunch of shit he's going to sell. And then maybe like I'll bring like a box or two of just records. But I'm not looking to make Are a bunch you? of money because eBay's the way to go. Yeah. And are you sure Sloan's actually going to give up some of his stuff? Because... You know the four hundred records he's never listened to. But he's got to like give up. he's got like five boxes in the garage of just records and shit. <laughs> Fucking guy, he's got a lot of stuff. Uh, but then he constantly buys and buys and buys and buys and buys and buys. Yeah, dude, I just yeah. sold three Simon and Garfunkel albums for like fifteen dollars on eBay. And those are dollar bin records. Yeah, those are dollar bin. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I'm telling Damn. you, two Rod Stewart I sold for twenty bucks. Yeah, those are trash. Those are. Those are like five dollar bin ones right there. Nobody Those wants fucking trash bin records. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, oh god. But anyway, so what, I got. What do you um, think of them, boy Dukes? They're so, I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge the the comp because you're, you're not getting the whole album. But the songs are good. The okay. other one I got is Marriage on the Rocks slash Rock Bottom. It's their fourth album. 
And this one has this song called Nonconformist Wildebeest Man. And like the Amble Yeeks are fun. Like Ted Nugent was fun. He's fun. He's exciting. I've never heard anything from him that I did not like. Everything is at least good. Mm-hmm. Vocals get a little boring, but everything that he does is good. And like the Amboy Dukes, it was like, oh, okay, everything here is at least like really good. Yeah. And this song came on and I don't know, man, it just like something about it clicked. And I was like, holy fuck, this is this is like one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Like I was so damn excited. I was hyped for it. It's a minute and a half long. And then I kept trying to figure out what what like what tune that was that lead guitar is playing. And then I finally figured it out. Remember I was asking you? Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, I, I got my guitar out and I tabbed it and I was like, okay, this is what is going on here. And I slowed it down. I added some extra notes and it's the same song you sing or what we sing for like Liverpool fans against Manchester United. Like, uh, oh. the fame and then, you know, like that tune, <laughs> all the same notes, the tune that you, the, the, the chant has a little bit of extra notes here or there, but it's the same damn tune. And so I went back and listened to the Nugent version and I was like, okay, this is so much, this is even more awesomer than I previously thought. I wonder how intentional that was. Cause I can't imagine Ted Nugent being a fan of European soccer. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just a, a, a common like nursery rhyme type of thing. I just think that Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, whatever, they just add their own lyrics to it. Cause you can, mm-hmm. Because it goes like the famous Man United went to Rome to see the Pope, but you could, you know, anybody, the famous Chelsea, the famous Everton, whatever, you you put anybody you want there. The Yankees yeah. went to see Rome to see the Pope, but it doesn't matter. I don't know. True, 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 true. But it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a cool interpolation, and I, I loved it. This album is fucking killer. This band's just, they're just, like, they never stop. They never stop. They just always, and then they, to be fair, like neither does Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent never stops; it's always true, yeah. goes, always on. I know he's uh, just such an amazing guitar player, and it's a shame that people can't just understand that anymore. Like they focus so much on his politics and the fact that he hunts. It's just like, dude, his music is just so good during this era. It's unbelievable. Well, then you look at like 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 Rolling Stones, you know, hundred greatest guitarists of all time, and he's not on there. Yeah, if he is, he's and, like at the bottom, toward the bottom. I was just on there yesterday because I was looking for another guitarist so I could bash on Rolling Stone for not putting him in there. But he no, he's not in there. Like, and, and they have a lot of other guitarists. Like Edge is in like the top fifteen. Oh, God, dude. and Fucking like the way man. they try and like uh, like rationalize their picks is just it's a it's a complete joke. Yeah, and, and like half of it is just like fan and lip service. You know, we have to put this guy in the top five, in the top three, and the other half is just. Like some are deeper cuts, like Chet Atkins is in there in like the top fifteen, as he should be. Yeah. But that not have Ted Nugent surprising. in the top one hundred. I mean, is, I, that, I would argue stupid. I would argue Ted Nugent when it comes to blues guitar players, he's he's top ten for sure. Like he has to be. At least top fifteen when it comes to blues guitar. Blues rock, I guess you could say. Cause I mean he's dude, he was just so good. Or he is so good. He, he reminds me of like like the type of, of guy that can play the guitar really well. And whenever, when any, whenever anybody's starting a band, they always invite Ted over cause he can hang and kind of do it all. But <laughs> he never wants to be like the greatest. He's just happy having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. You hear him in interviews. That's all he talks about. All he wanted was to play music and bang chicks. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was his entire career. <laughs> Like he never wanted to be anything bigger. He just wanted to have fun. Where you like guys like Clapton. Like Clapton wanted to be bigger. Jeff yeah. Beck. He wanted to be bigger, and it, that's fine. That's just a different path you can take. Ted Nugent is just happy. He's just having fun. Yeah. It just happens to be that he's really, really fucking good. Yeah, and the crazy thing is too. Like he never did drugs. Never drank. No, nothing like that. He never. He's just. It was all about the music and women. It's wild. Wild women. <laughs> So yeah, All that right. stuff was cool. That stuff was cool. I um I also got the Clash Combat Rock Combat Rack. Uh, so good. Yeah, somebody was selling this on offer up for twenty, and then mm. offer him fifteen because I was gonna be in the area. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, let's pick this up. And then he was like, well, it's kind of beat up. Like, and he, and he thought I was in California for some reason. He's like, kind of beat up. Do you want us to do fifteen, including the shipping? I was like, shipping? Like, well, I can do. I'm like down the street. I can pick it up. And this is oh, okay, fifteen's fine. I don't know. 
maybe I have no idea to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. So when I got there and, and, and I was going to say like, Hey, now that you know, like I'm not in California, can we, can we do like 10? I didn't say that. I was thinking in my mind though. Yeah. Good but then he came, yeah. but then he came out and then he was just like, you know what, man? Like you can just, 10 bucks is fine. I was like, really? Why? He's like, I don't know. I just, I don't really care. You can just take it. 10 bucks. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So that was cool. That's weird. Super yeah. weird. Don't question too much. I'll just take it and leave. <laughs> it's like, it's like that big lot I got and the guy came out, ran out and gave me the Rage Against the Machine. And because I didn't have thirty dollars in cash, he's like, "Just take it; it's fine." Dude, I don't box some, it. <laughs> some people just don't don't care. Sometimes so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been that way with some things also that I just don't fucking want. And if I see someone else that shows interest, like they can just have all of it. I don't really care. But yeah, yeah. not with this stuff. But yeah, Combat Rock. It's your fifth Fair album. Record. You have this also. Yeah, I got this. Where the Where the hell did I get? You got oh, this you, from me. From you, yeah, that's right. That's I right. had this, and then I, I kept meaning to listen to it. I never did. <laughs> you never did. Thank you. And therefore, I didn't, didn't keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and you so got good. yours for like $13, I think. I think that's what uh, the price was. I think it was 12 Yeah, 12 I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So worth it. It is. Fantastic. This is a, this is actually their best-selling album, because it's got Rock the Casbah Should I Stay or Should I Go, Yeah. which I haven't listened to either of those songs in a very, very long time. Rock the Casbah, I can still kind of... I'm. I could do without. I don't care too much about it. But should I stay or should I go? Like, it's been a long time since I listened to that outside of like a Kmart type of atmosphere. <laughs> and it's a pretty good song. Like, it's a I, banger, dude. Yeah. Like, when it kicks into the chorus, it just, it just makes you want to move. Because so it goes, it, it, it like fakes, speeds up. It yeah, does it, it does. a little bit and then immediately slows down, but it, it doesn't, it's weird. It's just like it's the those, drumming it's that those speeds two up. two snare hits. Yeah. It's that, those two snare hits that that lead into that chorus, and yeah, it does trick you a little bit because it doesn't. The tempo doesn't change. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It's a really well made song. Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I don't know. This is cool because this is like a there. Like there's a difference between like selling out as a band and progressing as a band, and this is this is a sound that is you know heavily influenced in like reggae, new wave, and kind of presentation a little bit. But they're not like sellouts at this point. They're they're just they've changed into something else. But little things like that in an extremely popular song like that fake speed up shows that they still got some punk in them. They still yeah. got like the old you know fuck you attitude of the Clash, and it's good. It's good stuff. Even that like the Clash being like a fuck you band, I just I can't. They're too. They're I don't know. They're fakers. I think it, I it's feel. not like it. It's not like a fuck you in the sense of of. Like Sid Vicious, you know, like fuck you, spitting on things. It's more of like a fuck you, like, like a con- like a conservative fuck you. Like we're in, we're going to, I don't know, we're gonna, we're gonna do our own thing and and not worry about anything else type of thing. I don't know. It's not an aggressive fuck you. It's yeah, but it's still there. Like Lou yeah. Reed was a fuck you guy too. Yeah, but Lou Reed was like a you know we talked about Lou Reed last week. But he, he's still, I mean, they were a fuck you guys. They were, that's, that was their fuck you band, but they weren't like an aggressive fuck you band. True, true, true. It's just kind of knowing where, where the clash came from, how they came from like politicians and stuff. And but you hate that kinda, so much. What, that I, it shouldn't just matter me, about man. anything. I don't know. It just bothers me that they came from like this, a rich political family. It's like, you don't, as well, you, you don't know? have to be like dirt poor to understand. I know, I know, I know. I know to like I know. empathize with people. I know, I know, I know. Not everybody just, in like the BLM movement was black, but they still like were there. Like you true. don't have to be something to be that thing, true, to true, to true. empathize with it. Get off of that. I, I can't help it. It just bothers me sometimes. Well, you need it needs to stop bothering you. <laughs> okay. Oh. I also read too that at this at this time their drummer was spending like a hundred dollars a day on heroin. <laughs> Jesus, how do you how can you consume that much heroin <laughs> Every in one day? day. <laughs> Dude, this is the eighties, right? And this, this is like cheaper heroin than it is a. now. I, I bet that's got to be wow. what, like the conversion rate or the it, it, inflation, like three, four hundred <laughs> bucks a day on heroin. Good God! Is wait, did he? Is he still alive? I wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. Damn, that's a lot of fucking heroin. That's a lot of heroin. <sighs> All right. So what else you got? Uh, Lincoln Park. I also got Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. When did you get right. that? I got this from a a lot. Some somebody was selling like a bunch of records for like 150 bucks, 
And mm-hmm. there was a there was like a Sublime Greatest Hits. There's a couple of Bob Marley's. There's a Five Finger Death Punch. There's just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I knew I could easily sell and make my money back and then keep some stuff for myself. And Lincoln Park was one of the reasons why I even went for it because I always want to keep something for myself rather than just yeah. flip everything else. And when I say flip, I don't like I'm not making thousands of dollars in this stuff, but I am making a little bit of money, a little bit of cash. Yeah. I mean, what's the fun if you're not going to keep anything? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I kept uh, I kept the well the clash was the same day I was down the street picking up the records and then I went and got the clash and then I kept Lincoln Park and then I kept kept a Pete Seeger album and then I kept something else too that I forgot. Fuck, it must be nice, man. I swear to God. Yeah, you get all these fucking deals. It's like once every two months I'll get I'll come across a good deal. Yeah, but you get this like is, a this good, like every other day you, for you. See, I'm quantity over quality, and you yeah, are no, quality over quantity. But what you've gotten in the last two months since I got that big lot has far surpassed the big lot that I got. Well, if you got on, you should have been selling that stuff long ago. I know. I, I need to get on. And it you haven't week. been doing it, so all the I money you could have made doing week. it, you could have you could have put that and bought something really nice for yourself. But you and not. I will, and I will, I will. Okay, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna. I, my goal is to get that. Uh, Omar and Frashante record. How much is that? Nah, it doesn't matter. Is it like more than five hundred? Less, less. Couple, okay. well, couple, then... couple digits less. Oh, so, so. it's like four hundred ninety-eight dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, then yeah, you can easily pay uh, for that with all the stuff that you're gonna sell. Yeah, oh, easily. Yeah. That, that, that's my goal. So, because that's that's like my holy grail is that record. So. This is the Zero Equals Two record with that song yeah, on it? It's the, oh, the dude, acoustic that song record. is just not, that album is not good. Dude, that album is amazing. That is my holy grail. Like, I, that is I unbelievable. So that's bad. crazy to me. Crazy. That's literally, yeah. that's literally crazy talk right now. You are, are insane. It's crazy how much it goes for. <laughs> that's what's crazy to me. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even know if Cloud Silver will even repress it. And even if they do, I, I don't know if I want to go through that again. So... I mean, some of these vinyls sell for way too much money. I just sold an Arietta Grande. It was it's a it's Christmas and chill. It's only one side. The other what? side is just an etching. Yeah, it's sold is it a ten inch or is it no? It's 12? just a twelve inch. It's 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 in a picture disc sleeve, uh-huh. but it's just the front side. So it's only like four or five songs. What? And it sold for like forty five bucks. Oh my god, that is so stupid. And what's even more stupider is I thought there were some scratches on it. I was like, God damn it. So I fucking cleaned it, and then I had to listen to it to make sure that it played fine. <laughs> I think I told you about this, and it was, like, fucking terrible. Yeah, like it was awful. That. Did you play it, was, it at 45 just to get through it faster? That's what I would have done. Dude, I totally should have done that. That's such yeah, a smart idea. Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> no, because then I, I, I want to get, like, a good, like for, for higher-priced items like that, I listen to them just to see where the surface noise comes in, if it's any, if it's bad or anything like that. Yeah, I'm real, I'm real transparent on my eBay's. I'm surprised the the one sided thing was only. It, I'm surprised it played at a 33 and not 45. It's like you might as well just you know press it at 45. That way you get better quality. But I mean, I guess nobody listening to Ariana Grande on a fucking little Crosley record player is gonna care about quality. I know. Oh, but, it was so bad. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Park terrible. Hybrid Theories was uh, was good. Sounds great. I don't oh, know if wait. it's like a 180, but it's thicker. Do you still want the Thousand Suns? I, I want you to bring it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Remind yeah. me to bring that because I'm going to definitely forget. I'm, I'm going to remind you. The, well, week, put it, the week leading up, it's going <laughs> to. Well, I'm going to keep reminding you. Do you think that matters? You did that the last two times and I still forgot your shit. Not like this. It's going to be in the, in the group <laughs> chat. It's going to be in the private chats. It's going to be everywhere. I know Mike will remind me. If you, if you tell Mike, Mike will remind me. <laughs> Because I will forget. You are not going to forget. Or, or also put it, home put it in the it. um, put it in the uh, on on our list of stuff for each other. Hmm. That way, okay. I, I'll know to put it in your section of my of the bin. Well, I don't know if I want it or not because I I um, I don't know yet. I but do I mean, want obviously it. Obviously, you get a massive discount on it. I know. Well, I mean, just sixty percent is usually what I charge you. What whatever I'm going to try and sell it for. I, yeah. So, but even then, that's what is that? Well, the forty dollar record. Yeah. So it's it's up to you. I mean, I honestly, I don't so, think a thousand suns is worth it. But it's her second best. It's not. It's not. It is I, I went back and listened to I that mean, episode, and it revived me. And and why you did I not go back so and listen much. to that? I did. Episode. Well, just a ranking you part. Did just not. a ranking part. I did. I did. Why would you do that? Just You've a ranking never part. Back just a ranking part, though. 
like and then just the part where episode. I just the part where I mentioned the thousand suns too. Not oh, not just that one thing. part. You, you yeah. remember it? You time stamped it. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. I had to like fast forward through most of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. so okay. Stupid. All right. So then, what else you got? Uh, into the Spider Verse soundtrack. I was I was hesitant about this one because I I really just like that song, the Post Malone song, um, Sunflower, mm-hmm. but. I rewatched Into the Spider Verse, which is a fucking killer movie. Have you seen Into the Spider Verse? I haven't seen it. Not yet. I oh want my, to. What but are you I doing, dude? It's so good. I've just been burned by Marvel one too many times. I just I'm so reluctant. How do to you watch get Marvel burned movie. by Marvel? Like, what are you expecting? Just, when you I don't go know, man. There? I just they're just so stupid. Like, not even like fun stupid. They're just stupid, stupid. Most um, of them. They're all fun, stupid. Eh. I think there's yeah. been like two Marvel movies that I thought were actually just good movies. Black Widow's a really good movie too, actually. Yeah, okay, I mean, outside of it's like a spy it. movie almost. It's cool. But anyway, into the Spider Verse, like killer Civil movie, War, not good. killer okay, soundtrack. This is this is mm-hmm. the soundtrack 2018 movie. Some songs on here were used in the actual movie. Other songs were written for the soundtrack, and it's essentially just like a hip hop or pop hip hop records. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty diverse in its song selection. And there's there's a there's a Nicki Minaj song on there that she sings with this other guy who does like a Latin like Ricky Martin type thing. And it's really cool. Weird. It's fucking it's badass. Though. It's that's it's awesome. It's a good song. But it's 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 a good record and it's it's a good way to kind of get into like the newer sound of hip hop post like yeah. SoundCloud mumble rap getting into like the more cuz a lot of hip hoppers now are very like emo in their presentation and and sound mm-hmm. they get made fun of a lot for it and i don't know why it's cool but like like <laughs> juice world and xxx are on this and xxx had died like months earlier before this even came out so there's a lot of cool stuff on there and there's some stuff that okay. uh you you get to hear from people before they died there's some trap stuff on here I'm, i will i will say but <sighs> it's not super obnoxious it's not it's not nah it's not it's, it's a good it's a good soundtrack it's a really good soundtrack and i'm glad i picked it up all right. I'm glad you enjoy it. I mean, I'm surprised you picked up a soundtrack, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean you besides... Comps. I do, because... I don't know. Like, it's, Unless it's like Star Wars or something. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, for the most part, I, I'd agree with you. But this, is, this isn't a score. This is a soundtrack and then songs made for the movie. So, there's, I don't know. It's, it's a well-made soundtrack. Everything is cohesive. Everything flows. Whoever put this together did a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that post Malone's dude, that sunflower song is so it's fucking not, good. I, I can't get it's into so it. It's so fucking. Good. I, I know you can't get, get into, into it Posty. because you're such a little cuck. <laughs> That's why. I don't sound like around the uh, jewels, and I don't like new hip hop. That's what you say. You said, yeah, that. that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I you did, said I did, that. Yeah, I did, did. Yeah, I did. That's what I said. I, st- I stand by it. I stand by it. You should, because it was a cool thing to say. <laughs> so another thing I got. I don't know where this came from. Actually, I do know where this came from, but I haven't listened to this in a long time. But I got Rita Marley, Bob Marley's Widow. And and I bought this at the last record store, and I totally forgot about it because I was drinking all day. And it was in, like, the back of my backlog. And I fucking forgot about it. So I threw this on, and I think this is her first solo album from 1980, and it came out just before Bob had died. And it's it's good stuff. She's got, like, this sharpness to her voice. It's not Mm -hmm. quite like a shriek. But it's something sort of in between, and it sounds like I'm like dissing it, but it's I'm not like it's it's really really cool and it's really good, and she doesn't have like I can't I can't explain it any better. She doesn't have like a lazy way about her singing, kind of like Bob Marley does or yeah. did, not like lazy, but just a slower kind of presentation. Everything that she says seems like deliberate. And what she's saying, and like she wants, she, she chooses her words carefully, type of thing. Yeah, and it's good. It uh, it takes a bit, but in the second half, the record really gets going. The bass picks up, and it's really squirrely, and it finds a nice groove, and everything fucking everything is phenomenal on the second side. The first side, a little more pop focused. Eh, whatever I could do without, but it was like six dollars, and I'm super happy with it. I never knew his wife was the, uh, recorded music as well. She was, yeah, dude, she was the, she was part of, what the fuck are they called? They're called the something three. She was part of the backup band that, that did vocals for Bob Marley and the Wailers starting on like their, oh, okay. 
their like fifth or sixth album or something like that. But dude, they got married when they were twenty and twenty-one. That's wild to think. Well, I That's mean, fucking nuts. Which means they met when they were like eighteen and nineteen. They got married when they were twenty and twenty-one, and then stayed together until he died when he was thirty-six. But back then, that wasn't unheard of. It's not that they met. Exactly. They met because of Peter Tosh. Did they really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of, that's still, cool. That's not that young. That's still not that young. Like if it was nowadays, then yeah, that would be that would be strange. for a, yeah for a muggle. That's not that young. But when you're <laughs> for a muggle, you're when, you're, <laughs> <laughs> when you're Bob Marley, like <laughs> I don't know. Come on now. But, but he was a very spiritual man. Like he's not he's not the guy that kind of guy that goes out there and you know sleeps around. Does it? I mean, he does do drugs, but not like. Crazy he smoked shit, a like lot of weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not like he's like shooting up or anything. And he died because he got like a tumor in his foot. Yeah, it's so weird. And he and he didn't want like modern medicine to help him. He didn't, no, he didn't want to amputate the foot or the toe. And so they just like ripped the nail. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a tumor under the nail on his toe. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want medicine, like cancer medicine. And yeah. so, or no, they, he didn't want to amputate the toe. So they just took the toenail off and then removed the tumor and then like grafted something on top of the toenail and then just it never that's went so away. Nice. That's sad. It's really sad. I mean, yeah, 36. That's fucking young. So young. It's a couple years for, for something us. that's so preventable too. Yeah, it's, it's shit that could have been taken care of so quickly, but uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. real quick though, I, I did want to mention there. there's some asshole here in Anaheim on OfferUp selling vinyl that I want but at like an outrageous price. Like he has, he's selling that, that Slipknot live record, the Day of the Gusano for $85. Then he has like four corn records, most of which I have except for one of them. And they're all, he's selling all of them for $60 each. Ugh. Like they're still sealed, but they're albums that you could buy for 20, for $18, $20. But he's selling them for 60 bucks. Even the one I, I, I need for my, my set. It's like fucking, and then he's selling um, the Slipknot's debut record for ninety dollars. But that's about how much it's going for on Discogs now. That's so. fucking. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and then the the new Offspring record he's selling for seventy dollars. Seventy. Seventy. You can get it for twenty dollars at any record store right now. Is it the signed version? No, it's the um. Hold on, it's the sea blue colored vinyl. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's the so. orange, the black, that that sea blue one, and there's a, a signed one. Oh, okay. Now, this one doesn't say that it's signed, but yeah, fuck this guy. Well, we, he's, yeah. he's quality over quantity. I mean, yeah, he's quality over quantity. He's yeah, hoping well, yeah. that someone's going to, new to the vinyl game, like, oh, fuck, all these corn records, yeah, I'll buy them all, <laughs> and he'll sell them for a rip-off amount. And, and then they're all sealed. I, I, they're clearly stolen. They have to be stolen. Why? Every, because he has, like... He has an Ariana Grande, a TLC, um, or two Ariana Grandes, you know, the Slipknot ones, the Corn ones. He has Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe, which I would like to, but, he, but he's actually selling that for 35 which is weird. But then he has uh, the Ramones' It's Alive, that live record for 75 Like, the fuck? I mean, this, this shit is fucking stolen. This shit, come on. It's stolen. Why would you have all these random sealed records unless they weren't stolen? It had to have been. I don't know. Come on, I don't dude. Know. I don't know. <laughs> They're stolen. I don't know, Tyler. Anyway, so what else? What else you got? Um, I got the Cordettes. You know the Cordettes are. Was that the one that? No, no. What was the band? The group we were talking about a couple of days ago. Mm, that I, I thought know. that I was interested in. That you had just picked up. Maybe start with. Oh, um, the Drifters, right? Was it the Drifters? I don't remember. So yeah. I guess it's not the same band group. No, but it's from the same area. The Cordettes, uh, yeah. they're like in the late forties, fifties, but they're famous for the song Lollipop. You know, Lollipop, Lollipop. Oh yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Mr. Sandman. Do you know Mr. Mr. Oh, Sandman? Oh, I love that song. Come that song take is me so away. Good. That's the Cordettes, and this is a this is a comp from '57, and the jacket's pretty beat up. This was like a free one that I got from um, local record store guy. He gave me all those records for like. I think it was like $15 and there's 300 of them in there. Yeah. I picked out like 10 that I wanted and this was one of them. So it was, it was a cool little free freebie. Yeah. This is a, dude, this is like a dope fifties female barbershop style vocal group is, is what they are. And those songs are bangers. So, so you're going to keep it. You're not going to purge. Oh, I'm for sure going to keep this. 
Does it have? And it does have Mr. Sandman and Lollipop on it. It doesn't have Lollipop, but it has Mr. Sandman, which okay. is the my, of the two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Lollipop, it's a good song, but I mean, it's in so many movies. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to listen to that unless I was watching a movie or something. Yeah. N- never want to listen to it by itself. Yeah. But that Mr. Sandman song, though. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great one. It's a really great one. Cool. Well, that, that's, that's, that's it, except for my pick. My pick of the week is, is Julie London. Yeah, who is this? I've never Dude. heard of her. So this is, there's a guy in our vinyl group who has posted about this this specific album multiple times, and mm-hmm. every time I buy like a big lot with just like a bunch of Herb Alpert and Lawrence Welk, this album is always in there. And I just, because it's always in there, I never, I never care, right? Because I have 500 records of Lawrence Welk and Conway Twitty that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Therefore, Julie London also must be boring and bad. And so I just never listened to it. And I've seen this like six times. And so yeah. finally, after this guy in our vinyl group kept posting about like how great it is and it's, it's underrated and you should listen to it. And I went on Discogs. Like, well, how much is this record? Because you know, it's got to be like a dollar. And the prices are going up for this. They're like, this is Why? like a $10 record. Because is it's it, good. Is it, or maybe, maybe the song is in a movie? Maybe? She, she was massive. So she was, uh, her, Julie London, well, she so was born like... Twitty, but. Julie Peck was like her original name, and and this album is is called her. Julie is her name, and it's from mm-hmm. 1955. And she was like she was like discovered. I put that in quotes because when someone's discovered, I hate using that term. It's fucking dumb. Should that go on the no no list? It should be because like when someone says like, "Oh, I discovered you," like, "What are you, my fucking master?" Like, you didn't discover me. <laughs> it is like, kind of demeaning, you, right? It is. It's gross. She <laughs> was. Well, can we use besides discovered? She was. She was happened upon while working as an <laughs> elevator operator. And and she was just she had just happened to to be the elevator operator as some executive wife. Somebody some executive's wife. Some the wife of an executive. An, an executive's <laughs> wife. An executive's Wait, an execu- an executive's wife. There you go. An executive's wife. Yeah. That works. That, that still sounds weird. No. The wife of an executive, she just happened to be in the elevator at the same time, and they got to talk, and she's like, well, you have a really nice face, your complexion's good, you know, the normal stupid shit they were saying, and fucking gave her a record deal. And then she went on to make, like, movies and TV shows and become, like, wildly popular, but she never really liked all of it. She was very mm-hmm. shy, she was very reserved, and she eventually, like, left music and then did full-time acting, and then left acting just because she didn't want people to like look at her anymore. Essentially, well, I mean, looking at the picture, she's not like a bombshell or anything. I mean, she she was like a pinup girl too during like the war and, was she? and okay. like her early days. And I mean, she's not. I don't know. She like the the picture on the cover too is very risque. If you look oh, yeah. at it kind of just right, are, yeah. it looks like she doesn't have a top on. <laughs> yeah, a lot right. of cleavage, and for like nineteen fifty five, that's. That's porn. Oh yeah, essentially. Porn. Well, that was that was pretty much all pinups too. Porn. (laughs) But yeah, dude, this is this is porn. (laughs) But this uh, this album is fucking. It's so good, dude. You got to pick this up. It's It's just her song a lot. It's her and two other guys. The other guys are just a guitarist and a bass player. Nothing else. And the guitarist, like the bass, the bass player. His name is Ray Leatherwood. Fantastic bass player. But the mm-hmm. guitarist, Barney Kessel, he's the reason why I went back on the Rolling Stone Top 100 to see if he was there, because he's fucking amazing. Besides, so? but dude, if you listen to this album, like the way, yeah, I haven't listened to it the way he plays chords is something I've never heard anyone do ever, even still like to this day. His, his, his like dissection of chords and carrying songs with chords and picking them apart is just, it's on, it's unreal. And he was part of the Wrecking Crew in the '60s. Just oh, okay. an amazing, an amazing dude. And he Wait, just has what's his name again? Kessel. Barney Kessel. Barney Kessel. Yeah. Okay. So, like the way he plays his chords and the way his tone is, it almost sounds like a piano at times. Mm-hmm. And so he'll let things kind of ring out, and then as they're ringing out at the right time, he'll start hitting like a like a melody to kind of like supplement Julie's vocals. And she's kind of unique in herself, too, because she doesn't sing with, like, a typical female vocalist of that time. She's got a little, a little deeper tone to her, a little bit of rasp, but yeah. it's, it's, it's more of like a, 
it's more of like a sensual thing, like like a one on one. She makes you feel like it's just she's singing to you rather than like Ella Fitzgerald at the time who's singing to she could sing to the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. But Julie London makes it seem like it's just you and her, just like mono e mono. So is the is the rest of this record more like, you know, jazz? It's more jazz, I assume, rather than big band. It's it's just like this song. Oh, it is okay. I yeah. see. I like that. I like that style a lot. So I'm I'm interested just, in this. I just couldn't believe that I I literally held this in my hand. I I laugh at this because I'm like, oh, this is funny. Like that's this is a funny piece of history that this was put on a, on an album in an era where you know like people were so uptight. Mm-hmm. That's funny, and I've I've held this like fucking six times and just never that's kept it. If you if you come across it again, you know. Put it in my I know. I'm sure I'm going to come across it again at some point. I don't think I've ever seen it, but also, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I go through a lot of dollar bins too, and I never, I've never seen it. But damn, but if also, you see like this, said, yeah. If you see this, pick it up because not only is it just a good record, a good like slow jazz, but I'm telling you, man, that guy is phenomenal guitarist. Yeah. And when I was looking at the Rolling Stone 100. I was like, he's better than this fucking guy. He's better than this fucking guy. <laughs> better than so Edge, mad. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's a little bit of a Crimea River from uh, Julie London. song cry me a river that is solid stuff man it's i'm really excited to listen to this entire record it really it's so good just like just that little relief the cry me a river part cry me a river and then oh yeah like that little <laughs> mm. yeah it's mm. really good that is really really good stuff i'm glad you brought it to the table because that's it's excellent dude i i don't know who po- i mean I'll, i can probably figure it out but whoever was in our final group i'll probably i'll probably give them a huge shout out because it was a yeah. good it was a good pick it is weird too that it's just all of a sudden rising in price. I don't Very know. Yeah, strange. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe maybe it has been rising for months and months now, but I don't know. But I, I, it's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. So that's what you got, Julie London. Julie London, um, baby. All right. So uh, that's all you got for the vinyls, then. That's all I got for the vinyls, then. All right. So uh, I only got a few here, so get through this quick. First thing here is Howling Howlin Wolf. I uh, I picked this one up. It's a comp, but I picked it up because it was cheap, and his records are never cheap. So I just I just got it because why why the hell not? Uh, the comp is called Killing Floor. Uh, that's also like one of his more popular songs. But the comp was named after that. Uh, it's just various selections from his earlier career, and it's I mean it's great blues music. He's one of the greatest. I mean he's top five if not top ten or top ten if not top five you know he's yeah. he's just he's one of the one of the greatest and 
I like I like this a lot. It's cool. And I wish I could find this stuff for cheaper, but it's always like twenty to forty dollars for his stuff. I actually so, bought one the other day too, and it was twenty okay. bucks. But was it a comp or what? No, it was the Howlin' Wolf, uh, the Wolf Sessions, the one with like Clapton's on it. And, oh, okay. And dudes from the Rolling Stones and mm-hmm. Charlie Watts. That's pretty cool, though. But it was 20 bucks. But I've never seen it in the wild. I was like, fuck, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I don't see them very often in the wild either, but when I do, it's, it's expensive. Don't want to spend that much money on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. It's good stuff. Howlin' Wolf, if you don't know, if you don't like blues music, just go listen to it anyway. It's fucking mm-hmm. good. Um, next one here, we actually already talked about it and it's the Amboy Dukes. I got it and I listened to it this week. Uh, the album Marriage on the Rocks, Rock Bottom. Uh, we already talked about it, so I'm not going to touch upon it any, it, touch upon it anymore, but it's weird that we both listened to it the same week. Really did you, strange. did you also like, did you feel the same way about the album? Did you like that song as much I, oh, as yeah. much as I liked it? Yeah, it totally threw me off. I didn't expect it. It's so different from, from the rest of the record. It's really great. The whole album was really good. I have no complaints about it. So, Tight. but yeah, we already we already touched upon it. Uh, and the last thing here, I, I just this week I, I haven't listened to a lot of backlog. I've just been going through just random shit, whatever I've been in the mood for. So I've kind of neglected my backlog, which I don't have a lot of anymore. But that's also why, and almost most of it is jazz. I say like eighty percent of my backlog is jazz. And sometimes I just don't feel like listening to it. I want to listen to something fast or heavy or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, I got this one. It's Sam Hain. It's obviously not jazz. Uh, Sam Hain, uh, if you don't know who this is, this is the band that Glenn Danzig formed right after he uh, broke up the Misfits. They only put out two records and an EP. Um, this one that I got, though, isn't one of those. It's it's called Final Descent. It's essentially a comp of the the one EP, Unholy Confessions, plus a couple, a few extra songs. And I figured I'd get this rather than the actual EP because I'm getting more for roughly the same price. So, yeah. and it's on a cool orange variant. So it's cool. And it's definitely more metal than, uh, than the misfits were, but not quite as metal as the Danzig stuff. So it's, it's, it's definitely a transition period and it's the least popular of Danzig's bands for sure. But um, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's definitely a disjointed thing because it is a comp, but it's still cool. And there's some good stuff. There's some okay stuff, but overall, it's pretty solid. So, uh, fuck, I just fucked it up. And what I don't like is that it's not on any streaming services. So, yeah, you got to go through YouTube, unfortunately. You would like that? No, I hate it. I think it's fucking uh, annoying. It's yeah, really it's annoying. super right? annoying. I fucking hate I don't know YouTube. why. Yeah, I don't know why. He has the his misfit stuff and his Danzig stuff up everywhere, but not Samhain. Like they were maybe still more very control popular. over the Samhain stuff. No, he has he has control over every. Well, maybe not, not misfits really because Jerry only. But he he. I mean, Samhain was his band. It's yeah, not so anybody. Maybe that else. he just has more control over that. That's why he's not on Spotify. But I I imagine he has the same amount of control on his solo stuff, on his Danzig stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Wow. Who knows? But. Here's the uh, here's the song Descent from uh, Sam Hain.
there you go. There's Sam Hain and their song Descent. What do you think of this? Because I know you're you're so new to the Misfits stuff and Danzig stuff, really. So what, what do you think of this? I mean, it's 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 interesting, I guess, because Mother is is as far back as I go with anything Misfits related. And or recent. Like like Misfits are not a situational band. I can listen to the Misfits at any time. This yeah. I feel I would have to be in the specific mood for this or like around Halloween time because it gives me like a Scooby Doo vibe, like a Scooby Doo cartoon vibe to it. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit spookier, yeah, I guess. Which isn't it's not like bad or anything, but I but I just can't I would I can't imagine myself listening to this on like Christmas morning or something. But like the Misfits I could. I could do that. But yeah, you could listen to Angel Fuck on Christmas morning, right? Oh, for sure. Are you sense. kidding me? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> but I mean, the song was good. It was, it's a solid song. I liked it. Yeah. And they were a three-piece band and Glenn, Glenn played guitar and sang in this band. And they were only around for three years and put out two, rec- two records in an EP. So it was very, very short-lived. And then he broke up this band and just went with the, da- the Danzig moniker. But yeah, Sam Hain, man, that, that's just a band that nobody really talks about. But I guess because I mean, they are like a transition band. Yeah, I wouldn't say styles. like they're great. Yeah, it's it would, not, it has nothing like on blow my mind. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I don't know. But the know. The, the two actual the two actual records, uh, I think it's like Initium and then what the fuck is the second record? Whatever it is, the, those two records are much better than this comp because the, I mean the comp it's a comp. We all know how we feel about that, but. Yeah, if you actually listen to the records, those two records in their entirety, they're much better. But it's so damn difficult because they're not on streaming sites. So you have to somehow, you know, pirate them or buy them on vinyl. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so that's my pick. That's all I got for the vinyls. And um, let's just get right into the new music. Do you want to play either of these songs? We don't no. have much. Yeah, I, I don't either. But we'll get into it. So first thing here, uh, first things first, right? Um, yep. The first new song is from Animals as Leaders, po- very popular instrumental metal band. And uh, they put out a new, new song called Monomyth. It's like a five-minute song, and it's, uh, it's, it's a banger. I know you're not much of a fan of theirs, but some amazing guitar playing. It's just Tosin Abasi is just one of the greatest, one of the greatest guitar players, hands down. So what do you think of this one? It's a good song. It was a great song. You know, it's... it's um Actually, yesterday I went through and listened to just like a lot of, I listened to all my prog rock and my vinyls and stuff and like listening to this today, like it's really good. It's really complex. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of layers to it, but like, I don't know when, like just write a fucking song, bro. Get Throw me a <laughs> melody every so often. Like otherwise you're just. <laughs> he just goes they, nowhere. What I I don't know. It, maybe not with this song necessarily, but they have a lot of songs that do have a lot of melodic parts, but they don't have vocals because it's only three guys. It's it's two guitar players and a drummer, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, I know it's totally fine, and th- they have some amazing songs that do have a lot of melody and that are very nice sounding. But th- this song was definitely on the heavier side, and it's still fucking solid. It's so good. No, it was it was a really good song, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I. Honestly, like like the reason why I like the RX band is so, so much, especially when they stopped being a strictly like ska band and got real damn good, is because they were really complex. They did a lot of really crazy shit, but still threw down some melodies and cross yeah, genres, true. and they did a lot of stuff. Same with um, anim- uh, uh, the sound of animals fighting, which is like part you know RX Bandits, part Anthony Green, part Chiodos, I think. But yeah. And I mean that dude, they were they were phenomenal too. I will say that I still prefer RX Band. It's only because the Sound of Animals Fighting. Sometimes they got lost in their weirdness. Like they tried so yeah. damn hard to be weird, and then that's when it got a little. Like, okay, guys, relax. <laughs> I know, RX Bandits did have more of a structure to their songs, definitely. So, good stuff though. Great stuff. Yeah, too bad but those albums are hundred dollars. That's wild. I can't believe they've never been Fucking repressed. Bullshit. Yeah, that's that's stupid. That's really dumb. Frustrating. But I, I guess they're one of those bands, too, that just fell in that era of music that just was not pressed at the time. Like, we've talked about a lot of bands that were putting out records between, like, 2002 or 2003 and 2008. Their record labels weren't pressing records. So we have there's literally nothing out there. 
to even buy unless you want to buy bootleg if those even exist no but that's that's true and then you know like the early 2000s were screamo and emo and stuff's coming out and the rx bandits had just moved away from ska and now they're getting heavy into like you know prog stuff and ska punk and things like that that's you know they were good and they had a solid fan base but they're never gonna hit mtv or nothing like that no 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 no, no they're not commercial enough for that commercial yeah. sounding enough for that uh and then the this last thing here it's the last new song that's kind of uh, worth mentioning i guess uh iron maiden you know they're they're past their prime um <laughs> they put out a new song called days of future past coming off of i don't know what new record but dude i just I think it's already out is the new album out oh i think it came okay. out a couple of days ago because when i listened to the song today like the whole album was on there oh it was okay my bad then so i, I guess the new album's out but I don't know, man. I just, I'm so just like Iron Maiden's cool and very, they're really cool in very small doses, but you know, they have like fucking 20 records and it's just so much of just, I understand Bruce Dickinson is amazing an amazing vocalist and great guitar players and all and great bassist, one of the greatest bass players, but you can only, they're one trick pony, you know, it's just like. I, bad religion are great, but I'm not going to go listen to 20 bad religion records. I'm going to listen to oh, man, two, that's two maybe three bad bad religion records, you know? So, I don't know. I just, I, I, whatever. I was it's watching, cool. uh, it's funny you brought up bad religion, though, because I was watching some on, on Instagram, just random, like, videos that were popping up. And bad religion, one of their newer performances where they sang Sorrow was on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I already just don't really like the song Sorrow as it is. But yeah. when they did it live, then I realized how like old they are, and <laughs> I don't, I can't remember what the lead singer's name is. Uh, oh my god, what is? Um, oh my, uh, Greg, Greg. Oh my god, what, what the fuck is the last fuck name? It, yeah, dude. Brett Gerowitz is the guitar player, but Greg. Oh my god, dude, this is gonna drive. I feel me like we said his name like a thousand times. We in the have said too. it, yeah. Bad religion. Let's see here. Take me to your wiki. There we go. Greg Graffin. Greg Graffin. God, there you go. Graffin. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was watching him and, and I was just like, dude, you are old, man. Like just <laughs> bald, not like fat, but just he looked like an old man. Dude. Just well, like yeah, because he, he rocks the gray hair, the glasses and all that stuff. No, he had no glasses. He was bald, oh, he okay. fat. And it was, I was like, damn, dude, we are... They made Meek feel kind of old because, I don't know, last time I, or last time I, yeah, I've seen Bad Religions, I think, once at Warped, and they looked yeah. fine, but that was almost 20 was, years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, what, what were we talking about here? Oh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, getting into the Iron Maiden thing, like the one-trick pony stuff. That's fine, though. Like, that Iron Maiden is now a corporation. They are they are a, a, a facsimile of themselves at this point, and, and my neighbor really, really loved Iron Maiden, and- mm. I think I think the album called Power Power Glove, which is like the the Sphinx one, the pyramid in the front oh, cover. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said after that album, they stopped being Iron Maiden and, and just became a copy of their original selves because now you get like Iron Maiden is a band that that transcends like generations because old guys still like Iron Maiden because they liked them when they were kids, so they're still gonna like Iron Maiden no matter what. And my neighbor still says like, yeah, I'll listen to like, their new stuff. I don't like it, but I'll I'll still listen to it. And if they played like <laughs> locally, like it, he'd go to he. He'd go to the show just like you buy the fucking AFI record, even though trash. Well, no, that that I actually listened to that. But AFI the Iron Maiden, the Iron Maiden stuff, it, they transcend like generations, and so, like I said, the old people will still listen to it no matter what because uh, they've been there since the fucking seventies. And then the yeah. new generation likes Iron Maiden because Hot Topic has been selling Iron Maiden fucking T-shirt for twenty years, and yeah, so Iron Maiden yeah. is now this this corporate entity, much like Nirvana is also a corporate entity. I had the same thing with Iron Maiden, and. I, 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 at first, I noticed the, the cover art for this new album that came out, like the Samurai thing. I was like, that's fucking dope. That's such a cool thing. I love it. <laughs> but it's the same thing they've done every time. It's yeah, the same I fucking know. thing they always do. It's the same, it's the same thing, and it's fine. It's okay, whatever. I don't care. But I don't know. To, <laughs> to, to claim that Iron Maiden is anything more than just a cheap ripoff of Iron Maiden at this point is, is you're just fooling yourself. True, true, true. I mean, they've even had multiple singers, like, it's not like Bruce was the original or anything. It's just even then, even with the other singers, it was still it was still very much Iron Maiden. You know, obviously the other singers didn't sound as good as Bruce, but it was still very Iron Maiden. Like early nineties Maiden, 
I forgot that guy's name. He did like two or three records with them. And then the original singer, I think, did just the first record. And then, but yeah, just it all sounds, it's just all made. Well, that's fine. It sounds the same. Yeah. You just fucking say it. Either the Iron Maiden is a ripoff of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. That's what they mm-hmm. are. That's exactly what they are. But what I will say is my neighbor has all these fucking like, like original 80s pressings of their albums and they just sit there and I really want them. So Never to be played. Probably not. <laughs> but you would never play them either. You would just sell them. No, I could. I dude, I really. It's called Power Slave. I just peeked at my my collection. It's okay. called Power Slave, and that was fucking have that? great. You have it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you had it. It's free. It was in a it was in a bin, and I was gonna get rid of it, but I was like, nah, I should just listen to it. And yeah, the vocals aren't there, and I wish that they weren't like that. But fucking hey, man, the music is solid. It is really good. Yeah, I mean, I I I do like Iron Maiden. Don't get me wrong. I think they they are an amazing band, and I've seen them live, and they put on just a, a absolutely phenomenal show. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, dude, I just, I don't need 20, 20 Iron Maiden records. I just, it's not for me. Just not for me. Give me two or three. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I think, but. I think the one I have, and then I also really want this other one called Made in Japan because mm-hmm. it's oh, like I, Made in Japan, the deep purple thing. It's, I think it's cute and funny. It's like an EP and I want that one too. But I, I, I do like metal music and I've always liked metal music. I just fucking hate that. Bruce Dickinson is the per- the poster child for what I hate about metal music. <laughs> oh, it's so irritating. <laughs> it's never Sonata Arctica. I really like that stuff. <laughs> I, I see I, that. I don't understand why you like them so much. It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense to me. It's so bizarre. Oy, oh, that's some God. good shit right there. But it's only like that one record that you like. That's true. So that is true. Even that. I mean, I listen to that record a lot because. You know, my old friend of the pod, Kent, he uh, he fucking loved that kind of like symphonic metal and shit. And he, dude, him and I used to listen to that record so fucking much. I've seen but, him live. I've seen them live. I've seen Stradivarius live. My cousin, I, actually, I think it's my cousin. Oh, my I cousin remember, Eric, yeah. He was really, really into that stuff. And then going to the Galaxy Theater in Santa Ana, I saw Stradivarius the there twice. Okay. Wow. And that, see, at, at the time, their bass player was like fucking 13 years old. And he, he was shredding. That's weird. That's yeah. really weird. But Stradivarius is another one of those bands. It's like, yeah, they're fucking super talented. But I mean, I'm good after like five or six songs. Like, oh, I, I would, I would, anymore. I don't ever listen to Stradivarius. But yeah. let me tell you, man, like watches, what, watching them play live was just like you're, you're just dumbfounded. You, you have no idea what's going on. You stare at one person the whole time, and you still don't understand what's going on. <laughs> but I would never listen to them, like in my car. It's boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. But. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, play them out. Play them out. I got, I got nothing else. Do you, you got play anything else? Nope. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, there's no, no really like music news that have happened that's happened this week. Oh, except real quick, Mark nope. Hoppus did say that uh, he's done with cancer treatments. Yeah. So hopefully, think positively about this. Hopefully, he's out of the woods and uh, yeah. So no more cancer treatments and awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. Hopefully, some more Blink with Tom. But um, yeah. So there you go. This is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Once again, thank you. And that's it. That's all. Bruce Dickinson.